Father, this morning, this is what our heart proclaim, that you are Lord over our lives. And we celebrate the birth of Christ. This morning, fully rejoicing in the fact that you are God, our creator, the master of the universe, and the savior of our life. Give you all the glory, all the honor this morning. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. You know, on Christmas Day, the world really thinks that Christmas is about Christmas tree and presents. You will see each house, a tree is beautifully decorated underneath heaps of presents. And the world began to think that Christmas is about a tree and a gift. And you know what? They are right. It is about a tree. It is about a tree in the form of two pieces of wood in the shape of a cross. And that tree was decorated. It was decorated with the body of the Son of the living God. The world is right. Christmas is about a tree. But let me tell you one more thing. The world is also right that it's about a present. It is the saddest present you could ever receive, and yet it is the most precious gift anybody could offer you. Sad because, unlike most baby, you see, we just dedicated four beautiful sons. Each of these was born to live. The parents and the grandparents rejoices when they were born. Because why? When you look at them, you know the future is in their life. Your wish is that they will live a life that will be productive, that they will be fruitful, they will be significant, and they will grow and contribute to not only the family, but to the nation. You see, most of the baby was born to live. Their legacy is going to be the sum of their life. Jesus was born to die. He was destined from the day he was born to die. And his legacy was the sum total of what his death is worth. It was one of the saddest gifts 
Imagine with me birthing a baby knowing that his destiny is to die. That day, God gave his all. You know, Jane was eight years old. Every afternoon after school, she would walk past this jewelry store. And there's this lovely necklace that she saw that she thought would look great on her 18 years old sister. And day by day, she walked by and she looked at that necklace and she continued to imagine that on the neck of her sister. A day came when it was the sister's birthday. And Jane went back that morning, collected all the coins that she had saved over the years, put it in a small plastic bag. And she took the most precious thing she ever had. It was a toy stuffed rabbit that the parent gave to her four years ago before they died in an accident. Most precious thing in her life with that plastic bag and that little bunny. He walked into the store and asked the storekeeper to take out this necklace. And as the storekeeper looked at her, he knew that Jane was never going to be able to afford that necklace. But to humor her, she took it out and put it on the counter. Jane took a look and she fell in love with it, not for herself, but for her sister, who have taken care of her since the mother and the father passed away. Without knowing the value of the necklace, she took all the coins she had and her most treasured little doll, and she put it on the counter for the owner, and he says, I will take the necklace. The owner looked at her, a smile came over his face. He went to the back room, took out the box, wrap it up, and gave it to her. She took it home and gave it to the sister. Next day, the sister, knowing where this thing came from, came back to the store owner. And he says, I want to return this to you because I know my sister couldn't afford it. And he looked at the owner and he says, how much did my sister pay for this? And the owner looked at the sister and says, you know, it doesn't matter what the price of the necklace was. He says, your sister gave everything she had. And that is enough. And he put it back in the box and returned it to the big sister. Now I want you to know that that day when Jesus was born, that was what God did. He gave his everything so that you and I 
could face eternity. It was the most, it was the saddest gift. But yet, it's the most precious gift. Why? Because the Bible tells us that all have seen and fall short of the glory of God. That means you and I are sinners. We have fall short of the standard of God. And the wages of sin is death. That means you and I, in our natural form, are destined for a time in hell. But praise God, the Bible also tells us that for God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, I, 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 I love that verse. For God so loved the world. Have you ever thought of those two words? So love. How many of you are married? You, you remember the first day you look at your wife and fall in love? Men? How many of you remember? You, you, you remember the first time he looked into your eyes and says, I love you? Sure? <laughs> that was unreal, isn't it? But that was one level. But do you remember the day when he looked into your eyes and says, I so, so love you. That is another level, isn't it? Hello. And this is what God did. He, he, he looked at you and I and he says, I so love you. It's not just, I love you. I so, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I, I don't know about you, but I used to hate it when people called me a sinner. Anybody identify with that? Because, you know, I always thought to myself, I never killed anybody. I never stole anything. I never slept with anybody's wife. I was a businessman. I cheat a little, I lie a little, but everybody do that. And, uh, and I, I remember one morning, my brother-in-law, who just became a Christian, he got so excited about his faith. Now, one morning, about 9 o'clock, he came to my, mo to, uh, to my office, knocked at my door, and he sat down straight on my table. He looked at me and says, Titi, I love you very much, but do you know you're a sinner? If you die today, you go to hell. And I was going, hmm? You say all this because you love me? And I, 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 really, I really hate it. But, you know, for me, and maybe some of you are like me because we don't really see ourselves as sinful, do we? We, we? we don't acknowledge the fact that uh, could it could be that our self-centeredness is sin. 
Could, could it be that our greed is sin, our lust is sin, our, our, our thought is sinful? But most, most of all, you know, I never thought of denying God as a sin. And I absolutely hate it when people tell me I'm a sinner. But have you ever thought about where you come from? Imagine with me, imagine with me. Your parents give birth to you. They lost a lot of sleep because of you. You realize that? Ask most of the young parents. Look at their eyes get smaller. They sacrifice a lot for you. Send to you to the university, and some of you cost them millions. How many of you have children who are doctors? Can I see your hand? One, two. <laughs> I don't have to ask you how much you paid for the education. Now imagine this. Your son, your daughter grew up, got a good job, got married, lived happily ever after, and then he sends you a text and says, Mom and Dad, you don't exist anymore because we don't need you anymore. And we are, we're going to live our life our way. How would you feel? Would you call that son a sinner? Talk to me. Hello? Yeah. And yet, yet, I was one of them that have completely denied God. I, I really didn't understand what sin was about. And therefore, when I read John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. didn't quite gel on me. But the thing is this. Christmas is about God's gift to you. It is the saddest but one of the most precious gifts. Christmas is about you. It is about your pain. It is about your loneliness. It is about your failure. It is about your disappointment. It is about your emptiness. That is what Christmas is about. This is what Jesus came to this earth for. That's why the Father saw the need for Jesus to come on Christmas Day. It was for you. I didn't realize that until I was about 37 years old. You see, I grew up in the street because my mother passed away when I was 12. I was sent to live with a relative and... Uh, I literally grew up in the street, and when you grew up in the street, the reason why I'm telling you this is that when you grew up in the street, you tend to learn that you don't need anybody. That you can cope with everything. 
And I remember I didn't ever have an ambition because when you grow up in the street, everybody thinks you are gone. You, 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 there's nothing good that can come out of you. And therefore, you have very little expectation of yourself. Until one day, I walk into an office. I, I was working as a laborer in Port Klang. And uh, one day, they sent me to an office to go collect some document. I went there, knocked at the door, and this guy opened his door, and I saw an office that I was so impressed with. The carpet was so thick that my anchor almost disappeared. And I look at this young guy who sat behind this mahogany door, uh, a desk with all this bookshelf lined with leather-bound books with gold stem on it. And I was so impressed. And then I look at the guy who was sitting at the chair. He was no more than 10 years older than me. And he was dressed. He was wearing a tie. He was just sitting down there with his... just. And I was blown away. And for the first time, I have an ambition in my life. I wanted to be like that guy. Not because of his position. I saw him wearing a tie to office and I tell myself, I want to wear a tie in office. My goal in, that li in life was to wear a tie to the office. And I knew if I'm a laborer, it looks awkward when you're a laborer, when you wear a tie to your office, isn't it? And I knew I had to get an education, so I went to America. I got an education. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because, you know, when you grow up in the street and you are educated and you have a degree, you don't need God. Or you think you don't need God. I came back, I ran a business, I was successful. Well, I was, I was never rich, but I was financially independent. And that is a danger to that too because then you think, I really don't need God. Found a wife who loved me had a beautiful life. The last thing I need is God. And I didn't think I was a sinner. And then one day, it was August 31st. What day was that? Hello? Madeka Day. I was out gambling with my friend. We were playing poker that day, I remember, and I won some embarrassing amount of money. And I came back at home at about two in the morning, happy with my life. Went to my room, locked the door, and as I fell asleep, I heard this scream that I never wished for anybody to hear. It was a scream that immediately when you hear it, your hair just stand up. And I didn't know what it was. I locked my door. You know, you know sometimes you think how, how brave you are. You're a brave man, you know. And uh, when things happen, the first thing you do is you lock your door. I locked my door and I didn't want to know what is happening. Then of all of a sudden, I hear this, a body fell, pom on the floor. And then I heard my brother-in-law, who have just became a Christian, he went, in the name of Jesus, ah, must be these crazy people. So I opened up my door, and I found my, little, my, my younger brother-in-law on the floor. 
I lift him up, put him in the bed, and the scream came from my sister-in-law. And I didn't know what was going on because something was going on in my, my home that I didn't know about. For two weeks, they were suffering. But nobody dared to tell me because in those days, I was like the Ayatollah of the house. You know who the Ayatollah is? When I say jam, everybody asks me, how long you want me to stay up? <laughs> and nobody tells me anything. And that night, I was wondering what was happening. So I went to my sister-in-law and says, what is happening? And he says, you know, for two weeks, every time I close my eyes, I feel hands molesting me. I was thinking, enough of this nonsense. I mean, I ask you all not to watch horror movie. You know, how many times must I tell you that? You got to remember, you know, I grew up in the street. I have nothing to fear. You know, I have a degree from America. I don't believe in all this nonsense. So I give them a good scolding, put them to sleep, and I went back. You know, the minute I closed my door, it came again. Until I got so fed up. I came up, I told my sister-in-law, what are you frightened of? I said, there's no devil in this world. If there is a devil, he should be frightened of me. There was the type of arrogance you have when you don't understand the spiritual. So I said, you go to sleep. I'm going to sit here. You go to sleep. And she did. And as soon as I closed my eyes, she screamed. You know, what, what, when was this? August 31st. You know, the strangest thing is this. By 6 o'clock that morning, the whole family, there were seven of us who stayed in that house. All seven of us were so frightened. You, you can't explain it. You, you, you remember a few hours ago, I told my, my, my uh, sister-in-law, if there's a devil, he should be frightened of me. By 6 in the morning, all of us were so fearful. You could, you could feel the chill in our body. I remember I went to work that morning as I walk in. Months later, my secretary told me, he says, Mr. Kwa, as soon as you walk into the office, I feel this chill. It was, it was amazing. That night, on the first, all of us did not go sleep in our own room. Seven of us sleep in the hall. Every time somebody pulled a blanket, everybody wakes up. I know, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, when I tell you, 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 you think, you know, it, it was so bad that in the morning when I call up my, my partners to tell them what is happening, one of the partners told me that even over the phone, he could feel the chill. You never explain it. But you know, God has his way of teaching us things. During those times, you've you got, you got to remember this. I, I, I was quite a successful man. And those of you who have climbed the ladder in, in the corporate world, you know when you are successful, you have influence. 
I have money, I have influence. In Malaysia, if you get connection, you solve all the problem. Isn't it? If you, can't con- if you can't solve it with your money, you can solve it with your connection. You, you, am I right? Is that how Malaysia works? Yeah? So, you know, here I was. I have a degree, so I have the brain. I couldn't solve it with my brain. I have money. I couldn't solve it with my money. I have connection. I couldn't solve it with my connection. And this was, the, by the time the third day came, all of us were so fearful, we dare not even leave the house. And God sent three young girls. They were in their teens who have just come to know Jesus for a few months. He didn't send big-time pastor. He sends these three girls. They didn't come to try to evangelize us. They just came to love us. They brought food for us. They cared for us. When all my influential friends, they not even pick up the phone to hear my story. They came and loved us. I saw for the first time the love of God through these three young girls. And then one day, on the, on the second day, they look at my sister-in-law who screamed, and she says, could I pray for you? She looked at me to ask permission, because remember I was Ayatollah? So I said, okay. So they prayed for her. You know what? That night, this lady who caused all this trouble went to bed in her own bed, in her own room, while the rest of us, six of us, were sleeping downstairs. Now you tell me, what is going on? Next day, they asked her, would you like to accept Jesus as your Lord? She looked at me. <laughs> you know, by then, I was ready. You want to accept anything, you accept. <laughs> And she gave her life to Jesus and she was marrying, going on as if all things is good and all of us were scrambling around as if the world was going to come to an end. I, I begin to see the love of God. I begin to see the power of God through these three girls. You know, by the 4th of September, which is my wife's birthday, I had enough. I saw enough of God's love and God's power. September the 4th, 2 a.m. in the morning, my wife and I knelt down and we gave our life to the Lord. That was 37 years ago. And I would not trade my life for anything else. You see, For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The power of God and the love of God is real. You know, the thing is this. I, I come from Australia, and the biggest day in Australia is not 25th of December. The biggest day in Australia is what? 26th of December. What is 26th of December? 
A boxing day. What is boxing day? Shopping. Boxing day in Australia is the biggest thing because on boxing day, every shop will give you 50, 60, 70% discount. The world is focused. Is it, is it happening in Malaysia as well? No? No? Here? No? No seal? There is, but not 50, 60%. Not that much. What's wrong with Malaysia? In Australia, it's common. It's 60, 70%, 80% seal. And everybody, you know, there are some people who are crazy enough. They will bring their sleeping bag and camp in the middle of the shopping center in the early morning to wait for the store to open. But yet, yet, they forget that the biggest seal is on December the 25th. Because God gives you a 100% discount on your sin. You realize that? A 100% discount on your sin. That's the biggest And, and you know what? That on top of that, if that is the day you buy from Him, He gives you a free gift. He gives you a free gift, a gift. Jesus, His Son. 100% discount on your sin. And a free gift. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my brother. You know, the amazing thing about gift giving is this. I, I'm so glad that both of you accepted the gift that I give you. Because, no, no, the, the, there is a significance to this. I'm not just giving you a physical thing. Together with that gift, is the gift of my friendship. It's the gift of my love. And the fact that you receive it is significant to me. You see, I like the Malay word for thank you. What do you say? Terima kase. What is terima? I receive. What is kase? I receive your love. And that is the significance of gift. When you receive it, it is I receive your love. On Christmas Day, that is what God is offering you. The gift of His Son, Jesus. You have two choices. Like every gift that is given. You have a choice to accept it and say, God, I receive your love. Or you have a choice of rejecting that gift and turn your back on Him. This morning, 
on this very Christmas day, God is extending His gift to you. The gift of the most precious thing He has. He's giving His all. His only begotten Son. You have a choice. You can turn your back on Him and walk out of this door the same person you walk in. Or you can say, Terima kasih. And walk out of this door with a friend. You know, the world sing joy to the world on Christmas Day. But can, can I tell you that the most appropriate song could be during Christmas is what a friend we have in Jesus. Because when you say termakase this morning, you are walking out with a friend. You know, this morning, the offer of friendship is before all of us. Now, I wonder, I wonder if there's anybody here you have not yet invited Jesus into your life. That perhaps today is the day that God has designed specially for you. That you are here not by chance, but by the desire of God that you could be able to just meet His Son this morning. If you are here today and you have never before in your, with your own mouth invite Jesus into your life, I want to just give you the opportunity to get to know this Jesus who was born to die at the cross just for you. You don't have to do this life alone. God will walk with you. If you're here this morning and you have never with your own mouth invite Jesus into your life before, and you would like to do that. We're going to sing this song one more time. And as we sing it, will you please lift up your hand so that I can see it? Because it will be a privilege for me to pray for you. So that today, you might walk out of here with a new friend whose name is Jesus. If that is you, as we sing this song one more time, could you... Just do me a big favor. Lift up your hand high. Let me see it. I'll pray for you. We'll sing this song. And if that's you, will you lift up your hand? I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? If that is you, and you're saying, TT, pray for me. Because I like to know this friend called Jesus. If that is you, will you quickly lift up your hand? Let me see your hand and then you can put it down again. Anyone? Anyone?
for the last time now. If that is you, will you just lift up your hand? It will be my privilege to pray for you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Quickly now. I see that hand at the back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Quickly now. Lift up high so that I can see it. Thank you. I'm going to lead all these people who put up their hand in the short prayer. And the rest of us, as a sign of support to them, can we also repeat it after them? So those of you who put up your hand, will you just repeat this short prayer after me? The rest of us will support you by repeating together with you. So this is the prayer. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father this morning my heart rejoices. As I have the chance to know your son Jesus, I invite him to my life that he will be Lord and Master. And I give you thanks, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Be my friend, my Savior. I ask in your name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. But I just want to some of you an opportunity you have known Jesus before, but you know that your walk needs to be set right. You know, all of us have a wandering heart, and it's so easy for us to wander away from God. And today we have sang, we have shout, we have sing. But most important of all, God not just only want to hear our shout and our praise and our singing. It is the whisper of our heart that He wants to hear. And you know and you know that you need to come back to Him in a special way. If that is you, can I just pray for you? You just acknowledge who you are as we pray for you. Father, I thank you. Lead all of us closer to you this Sunday. On the Christmas day that we really, Christ will be real in our life. For those of us who have, our heart has strayed, will you bring us back to you, Lord? For there's nothing else more important than our walk with you. Father, I pray for all of us who have strayed that you will always be our Lord and our Master. Bring us home, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.